Good morning, Michaela Passawalk. Welcome on VH Berries. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Every morning, you are drinking a coffee on the roof of your building with a site on the Empire State Building. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's pretty nice. I mean, it's a really great break from the quarantine life that we live in now. Um, it's like every morning I'll just go upstairs and sit on the roof for a few minutes and get some sun, um, even when it's cold outside. Um, but it's always a nice like break from everything, um, a good way to get outside without actually having to like go walk around the busy city. Um, it's really like calming and, and grounding, I would say, to do that. And right now, this is around 10 a.m. in New York City. So you mean that this morning earlier you, you were, uh, on the, on the roof? Yes. Yeah. I was, uh, about an hour ago. <laughs> I was up there for a minute. Um, yeah. So before we get into your final thesis and your documentary project, can you um, begin by giving us a head start uh, to get to know uh, Michaela better? Um, yeah, so uh, basically I am originally from Seattle, Washington, but I live here now in New York City. I go to NYU. I'm a senior about to graduate. Um, I love to write. Um, especially creative writing, but I kind of just like any sort of art in general. I love to paint and draw as well. I'm not very good at those things, but I enjoy doing them. Um, <laughs> and I love to read, especially. Um, I'm double majoring in, uh, global liberal studies with a focus in critical creative production, which I'm working on my thesis for with a double major in broadcast journalism. So your major is focused on journalism, but what is very fascinating about you, Michaela, is that afterwards you decided that it was not really a thing for you. So you prefer to, for example, redirect yourself on writing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I just realized um, after four years of doing journalism, I realized it a little bit late, um, but at least I realized <laughs> it now um, that I just don't really like journalism. There's not enough like creativity I think to like make myself fully happy doing it like I really just enjoy being creative um which yeah which is why I'm focusing a little bit more on my other major um with my thesis and working on my creative writing through that um and yeah and concerning this uh moment when you changed uh your path did it came like in a eureka moment you know It definitely, it definitely took some time to figure out, honestly. I, I switched majors a few times during my time at NYU. I thought I was going to be an economics major for a second. That was the worst thing ever. I did not like that. Um, and then I have always really liked journalism and I still do. Um, and I still really have like a passion for the news and like current events. Um, But I just don't think it's like for me because the more I've done it, the more I've realized like I actually just really enjoy doing a lot of other things, like a lot more than it. Like I do enjoy it on some level, which is why I was with it for so long, um, because it's exciting. It's fast paced. It's like fun at times, but there's just like not enough opportunity, I think, for myself to be creative in it. So it was kind of like a slow burn of me like realizing that and slowly getting burnt out through my major and like, well, through my journalism major and then really liking my other major uh, because I was able to be more creative with that. 
So uh, for now, Michaela, you're focused on your final thesis, which is about technology. So um, what conclusion have you drawn uh, from this field and domain? Yeah, um, so I'm doing a collection of short <laughs> stories that is going to go into a magazine slash book that I'm making with um, another one, uh, with one of my friends in the same program as me. Um, and basically what I am trying to explore is the human relationship with technology and the disconnectedness of the connectedness of our current world now. So while technology is offered a lot in terms of just connection in general and like making things easier, it also has changed our society, I think, more than people realize now because it's been such a quick change, like a really rapid change, especially in the past like 15 to 20 years with social social media and everything. It's just been like such a big change that I don't think that we as a society really understand the impact of it and how it has on like our interpersonal relationships, our relationship to the environment, our relationships with ourselves even. Um, I mean, when you're constantly surrounded by technology um especially me here living in new york city i mean it's it's like everyone's always looking down at their phones everyone's always busy um it's just it's a lot like it's a we've gone in a direction that i don't think we realize the impact of yet now I've read uh, your thesis prospectus and uh, story summaries, and uh, you seem very pessimistic about technology. So I feel that you would love, like, to know to live in the eighties. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe that's really what I just want. <laughs> maybe it's just my like. I don't know. I I definitely would have loved to live. I think in a time like even just right before technology became too invasive in our lives because that's how I feel like it is now. Um, and I might be a bit pessimistic about it, but it also, I mean, technology is scary too, you know, with AI and everything. Like there's a lot out there with it that kind of frightens me, but at the same time, it just feels more like an invasive force in our lives. Like we have our iPhones and that's how we communicate and that's how we get our social stimulus, especially now with like Uh, corona and quarantine, it's harder to go out and socialize and um, harder to really like live in the moment, I think. I think that like technology does a great job of like sucking you in and keeping you there and it does it on purpose to keep you on as much as possible, um, which, you know, there's a myriad of different problems with that. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I, I guess I would love to live in the 80s or something like that before technology. So according to you, Michaela, uh, we really need to recognize uh, these downfalls uh, before we continue to allow technology to evolve past the point of no return. Yes, exactly. I mean, I I think that it's not about stopping any sort of growth or anything like that. I think that um, technology has offered a lot to like the human race in general and we're better off in many ways because of it, but the downfalls aren't talked about enough and with enough, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Enough, um, like, there needs to be more of, like, an immediacy to, like, 
talking about these, the downfalls of it. Um, cause while it does offer so many great things, um, it just should be more of a conversation, I think. And, um, people themselves should be aware of their usage. Um, but I don't really know how it would change at all in society. I think that we just have to like hope that we'll go in a better direction, you know, especially with the environment. Um, I mean, we don't have that much time left to fix that and technology could be something that helps fix that. But, um, I just in general think that it should be something that has more immediacy to it when we talk about the downfalls of it. So this final thesis uh, that you are making with uh, Adriel articulates around uh, three major uh, topics with loneliness in society, um, the environmental uh, impact, and also the dependence that we have uh, between technology and ourselves. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, and I kind of touched upon a couple of those points, but Yeah, I think that like the dependence part of it is a really uh, good way of explaining kind of like the downfalls that we don't really talk about. Um, just because, I mean, mental health has been going down like crazy over the past 20 or so years, or for a while now it's been going down. Mm -hmm. Um, especially in like Gen Z and like the, and like the millennial generation. Um, mental health is a serious issue and it's a lot worse than it ever has been. And I think that a lot of that does have to do with like our dependence on technology. Um, I mean, we depend on it for everything, even like for it to bring us just little bits of serotonin. You know, you post a, a photo and you get a like, and that's immediate gratification. And we're kind of dependent on that immediate gratification now. Um, you know, you open up TikTok and it's, it's, just one minute video after one minute video and they're like so it's so engaging it sucks you in um so many colors on your screen like so much noise it's it's like so stimulating for your brain it's so like I mean it's so fun obviously so people use it but then we become dependent on it in ways that I don't think we even realize and it can make you just I don't know it can hurt mental health um definitely does not help with like loneliness you know there's always people comparing their lives to other people stuff like that um it is a pretty big topic um which is why I mean I'm doing the whole thesis on it but I'm covering a lot of different things in it so it's kind of hard to pinpoint these these specifics And Michaela, to illustrate all this argument and very um uh important information you are using your writer skills uh, more than your journalism skill uh, we for example a story with a bird a pigeon around new york city yeah uh yeah so <laughs> i um i'm doing a collection of vignettes for that story and um it will follow a bird around new york and like different lives of people around here. I mean, living here, it's obviously like easier for me to write about it. Um, which is what I, why I decided to do that. Um, but each vignette will kind of explore like different issues that we have with technology now, you know, issues that weren't a thing even 10 years ago. Uh, some cases even like five years ago, like things are just changing so quickly. Um, so through my writing, I'm going to be kind of explaining these ideas and like showing um, what the downfalls of it really are. 
I mean, you're right, Michaela, the birds are much more free than we are as human. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've always loved nature as well. Uh, being from Seattle, I used to hike a lot. So being in New York for so long, I love the city, but it's very, it can be almost like suffocating in a sense, um, because of all of the, I mean, we're in these like huge buildings and it's a beautiful city and I appreciate it so much, but at the same time, like there's not much nature. We're kind of stuck in these boxes, um, these man-made boxes that we've built around ourselves. And the bird is kind of like a, the opposite of that, you know, they're free in the purest sense. So, yeah. Michaela Passawalk, I feel that you have so much to express to the world and that's why you are preparing something big, a project, a documentary project with uh, your roommate who is uh, on uh, the filmmaking uh, field. Yeah, so um, like I said with the journalism, I am not really planning on going into it unless it's something that like I'm really passionate about. Um, and storytelling is kind of like the main part of journalism that I enjoy. And I feel like a documentary is a, I love documentaries. It's a great way to do that. Um, and my roommate, her name's Hayden. She is in film and, or she was in film. And so she works in film now. Um, so we've been talking and kind of in our, are in our preliminary stages of <laughs> planning a documentary to do after graduation, um, which is coming up. So we've been playing with some different ideas, um, figuring out how we're going to do so. Um, we both love to travel and would love to travel uh, to a different country and do it. And we both love music and would love to do something involving music. Um, so we've been looking into different cities we can go to. You know, if COVID permits it in the future, this would be way in the future after that was all fine. Um, and yeah, looking to do something, um, to do with music and local artists in like different cities. Um, we've been looking at like Berlin specifically as one that we both would really love to do. Um, but it's like I said, kind of in its like preliminary stage right now, still working on a plan and figuring out how we'll be able to do so. But yeah, I'm excited about it. From what I've understood, uh, this is a documentary that is mainly uh, about um, the music scene, for example, New York music scene, or um, you have the idea of touring uh, abroad cities. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, if we can't go abroad, obviously, and while we're here, um, you know, we've been talking about doing something with the New York music scene, um, but it's also a bit difficult because of Corona, you know, we can't, um, there's no concerts or anything. So this is all kind of like, we would have to wait until that started up again. And there's just not really knowing when, unfortunately. Um, but when it does, we will have a plan. So, so, um, in your plan, there is also an option, which is the crowdfunding. Yes. Um, yeah. So we've, <laughs> we've had a few different ideas on how we're going to go about this. Um, you know, either we'll pitch it to some sort of some place that will, will take our documentary and they would like, you know, help us do it or we'll do it completely on our own with crowdfunding and money that we've been saving up. Um, 
you know, like I said, it's still kind of in the early stages, so we're not exactly sure how we'll go about it. Um, but it is definitely a dream of both of ours to be able to accomplish something like that, um, that we're really hoping we'll be able to do in the next year. Thank you very much, Michaela Pasowalk. I'm wishing you uh, the best for your documentary. And in the future, uh, when it will be released, you're welcome on VH Berries to promote it and talk about it. Thank you so much. I appreciate that, Victor.